Well, good morning, and, uh, and I'm in uh, day 10 of uh, dealing with this Bell's palsy that, uh, that settled in last Friday, and uh, it has been an adventure, you know, that whenever I, I see somebody out in public, you know, they start reaching for their phone because they don't know if they want to record me or dial 911, you know? It's like, oh, okay, Bell's palsy, I thought you were having a stroke. Oh, let me record you now, you know? Um, the, I guess the upside is I'm trying all kinds of different things through drive throughs because the order's never right for me, okay? Like, I'll order one thing, and I'll get something else because they're, they're giving me what they think I'm saying. And uh, so anyway, um, thank you for your prayers. Doctors are like, you know, it could be two to three weeks, or it could be four to six months. So I'm hoping the weeks and not the months, and I'm sure you are too. I know my family is. So uh, they're tired of me repeating myself. So, but... Um, And last week, uh, we uh, started this series called Storyline, okay? And uh, what we're going to do for the next 11 months is uh, we're going to take a 35,000-foot view of the Bible. And uh, we're going to look at all these stories that point to Jesus. And and hopefully what we're going to discover is that page after page, chapter after chapter, book after book of the Bible, we're going to see how God has been pursuing your heart and my heart since before the foundations of the earth were laid. And so last week, we set the table, um, kind of set up our series, and we introduced some things. One is that uh, we put these journals in the back of the seats, and they're there for you to take notes, for you to uh, take notes on Sundays, for you to take notes during the week. Uh, don't feel pressure that you have to, but if you're a note taker or you like to write, uh, those are there in the seats in front of you. And don't feel like this has to last you a year. This series is three or four parts. And uh, we're going to have a different uh, journal uh, for each part of the series. And so that's what those are for. Um, we also um, talked about uh, some hand movements. Does anybody remember what this one is? Pray. Okay, three of you. That's great. Um, let's review. Okay, so uh, we got pray, read, Ask. Oh, there you go. More of you remember that. So let's do it one more time. Pray, read, ask. And we, and we started talking about, hey, when we sit down to read the Bible, let's pray and ask the Holy Spirit to show us what it is that we're reading. And then when it comes to reading, like, let's have a plan in place. And uh, we, we encouraged everybody to listen to the uh, Bible Recap podcast. And uh, the Bible recap is a one-year reading plan. I'm not a one-year reading plan kind of guy. I'm, I'm more of a take a one-year and make it a three-year kind of plan, okay? And so that's what I've done. I listen, instead of listening to it every day, I listen to it Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And, and what the Bible recap is, is you, you got that slide, man. Throw that up there if you can. Um, so, so people can see it. Uh, so what that is, um, they have a scripture for the day. And you read it, or you can listen to it on on an audio app, and then you go and listen to a six-minute podcast about what you just read. And she explains it to you, and it's incredible. So I want to encourage you to get a plan and to read, and then to ask, to find a group of people that you can ask questions about. Oh, hey, I I read this, and I didn't quite understand it. Let's talk about it. Or I read this, and this is kind of hard to live out. Let's talk about it. And so that's what, uh, that's what we're going to come around. And last week, we saw just how important the Bible is to Jesus, that, that Jesus faced every joy, every temptation, every trial, every difficulty, every hardship with Scripture on his heart. 
And if it was that central to who Jesus is, how much more important does it need to be for us? And so we're going to take a step back and we're going to just focus on the Bible for a year. And we want to encourage you to, to be consistent moments it doesn't, in the Bible. It doesn't have to be every day. It doesn't have to be 30 minutes or 20. It's consistent, quality moments in God's word will bring huge dividends in our lives. So this week, we're going to be in Genesis chapter 1. And this week, we're going to talk about being created in the image of God and how that impacts our lives. Because being created in the image of God is a theme that runs all throughout the Bible. And if we can get our hearts and our minds around this truth of what does it mean to, for you and I to be created in the image of God, it will, it will um, touch us and heal us at the core of who we are. So three things. Let me give them to you up front. You can jot them down here, and then we'll unpack them as we go along. But three things we're going to talk about this morning. Uh, we're going to talk about the importance of the image of God. Uh, the meaning of the image of God and the renovation of the image of God in our lives. And who doesn't like a good renovation project? So, uh, so we have the importance, the meaning, and the renovation of the image of God. So Genesis chapter 1, and we're going to begin in verse 26 as we begin to talk about the importance of the image of God in our lives. And if you start in verse one, you're going to read the account of how God created the universe, the heavens and the earth, the land, the water, the ocean, the, uh, the, the, the animals, the, you know, all that kind of stuff. But we're going to join in in verse 26 and see the creation of mankind. So let's start there. Then God said, let us Make mankind in our image, in our likeness. So let's stop right there. Um, because if you're, if you're kind of scoring at home, you have to think, okay, well, who's God talking to? Who's God talking to? What does he mean, say, let us? Well, right here in the beginning of the creation uh, of the world and making of mankind, we have the triune God. We have the Trinity at work. We have God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit all, all together creating. And so God says, God says, let us, the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, make mankind in our image and in our likeness so that they may rule over the fish and the sea and the birds in the air and over the livestock and all the wild animals and over all the creatures that move along the ground. So the importance of being created in the image of God. The Bible says that every human being is created in the image of God. And this has two very practical uh, applications, implications in our lives. Number one, it addresses our self-image problem. Now, I, I think all of us, if we were just being honest, we all struggle to some degree with something about our self-image, that we're insecure about something, okay? And, you know, I'm, I'm gonna try real hard over the next two to three weeks or four to six months, not to make every application about this Bell's palsy thing, but it has highlighted my insecurity, okay? That I've gone from, you know, walking into a restaurant or a grocery store looking for people to talk to or to meet to I want to get in and get out, okay? Because I'm self-conscious about it. And I know, I know it's not that big a deal in that big a scheme of things, um, but we all have something, Right? 
that we're insecure about. We all have something that we that's a hang up with our self-image. But the Bible says that no matter who we are, no matter what we struggle with, no matter uh, where we're from, no matter what, we, what our past has been, no matter what our past hasn't been, that every single one of us are made in the image of God and are therefore valuable to God. That every single one of us are valuable to God. And as a result, what that means, the implication of that for you and for me is that you and I have an irreducible worth an irreducible uh, value, an irreducible significance to God. That you and I, we are valuable because we are created in the image of God. Now, you may say, okay, well, that sounds a lot like preacher talk, okay? I mean, what else are you going to tell us? Well, let's think about this truth cognitively for a minute, okay? Think about how value is set. How, how do you determine value of something? That the value is determined by how much we're willing to pay for something. Some things we value so much, we're willing to overpay for, right? So value is set by how much we're willing to pay. How much did God pay to rescue us from our sin? He sent his son to the cross. That's how valuable we are. So if we're ever questioning, we ever don't feel very valuable, we ever feel insecure, we're ever struggling with our self-worth, we need to look at the cross and remember, no matter my circumstances, no matter my past, no matter my behavior, I am valuable to God. Now, let's in a real practical sense, what that means is God doesn't make junk. He does not make junk. And maybe the first thing that we need to write down in this journal for a new year is I am valuable to God. Let's say that together. I am valuable to God. Let's say it again. I am valuable to God. Now, we need to remember that because the next time we don't feel very valuable, we need to preach to ourselves, and we need to say, we need to say, self, hello, what are we gonna say? I am valuable to God. So that's the first implication. The second implication of the importance of being created in the image of God is the way we treat others. Because not only are we valuable, and we said this before, but everybody we lay eyes on is valuable to God. James 3 says this, says, with the tongue, we praise our Lord and Father. And that's easier for you this morning than it is me, okay? Just kind of get that out there. Um, but with the tongue, we praise our Lord and Father. And with it, we curse human beings who have been made in the image of God. In other words, I don't know, have you, have you, have you ever known a friend that they, you know, they'll... They go to a church and they're like, oh, I love my church. It's just, it's so deep. The preacher there is so deep. You'll never hear that said here. But, um, but they'll say, oh, I just love my preacher. He's so deep. And you're like, well, what did he say? I don't know, but it's so deep. <laughs> this isn't really that deep, but it's really practical. And what James is saying to you and me is that it's, it's, it's bad theology and it's bad practice 
to praise God with our lips and tongue and then gossip about somebody else. It's bad theology and bad practice for us to praise God with our lips and go talk about other people behind their back. So being created in the image of God means that every person that comes across our path needs to be treated with kindness and respect and be valued. So that's the importance. We have to get that. That's the first step. And maybe we just need to stop here. We won't, but maybe we do. And just need to think about this for a minute. How does this impact my life? How does this impact, and maybe this, take your journal this week and just, just start writing. How does this thought impact how I see myself? How does this thought impact the way I see other people? So that can go on. So let's go on to the second point. The meaning of the image of God. What does it mean to be created in the image of God? Well, it means a lot of things. But let's look at uh, verses 27 28. It says, so God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. And God blessed them. And he said to them, be fruitful, increase in number, fill the earth and subdue it, rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky and over every living creature that moves on the ground. So the, the importance of being created or the meaning of being created in the image of God is that you and I, because we are created in the image of God, we are a reflection and a representative of God. That you and I were created to reflect who God is and represent him in the world. That you and I were created to reflect his goodness and his generosity, and his kindness, and his love, and his, mercy, and his mercy. And we were created to reflect that and to go out into the world and represent him at work, to represent him at school, to represent him at home. And, and the way you and I reflect God is that we need to align ourselves up with him and discover who he is. And the number one way for you and I to know fully who God is, is to open up his word. That you and I, we can't really know God fully if we don't know the Bible. And that we need to open up the Bible and discover who he is, his heart and his character to discover his goodness and his compassion and his humility and his love and his generosity and his grace. And then as we discover his heart and character, then we begin to reflect that to those around us. And then wherever we go, you and I could be a proper representation of him. And so the number one way to do that is to get the word consistently in our lives. And so, so if you don't have a Bible, we got some Bibles out here that you can pay for uh, that we've kind of chosen that we think will hold up and look good because we want you to be able to take notes in your Bible. And uh, you can, they're $25. You may not have come to prepared to pay today or don't pay. We don't care. Um, but we'll, we'll, you, you can order it and we'll go get your name inscribed on it. We'll have it ready for you next week. That's how, that's, we want this year to be the year of the Bible for us. To be a church that just goes after the word of God. And, and again, we're not talking, oh, I don't have 30 minutes a day. Who, find me a verse that says 30 minutes a day. It's not in there. 
but consistent moments in God's word to know who he is and be able to reflect him. Another meaning um, of being created in the image of God is that you and I are, are relational beings, all right? Um, that, that, we, that we were created out of this beautiful relationship, this, this community. You have God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit in this perfect community, this perfect, loving relationship, enjoying one another. And out of that relationship, they said, let us create man in our image. You and I are hardwired for relationships. And yes, our relationship with God is personal. It is a personal relationship with God through faith in Jesus, but it was never meant to be private. And you and I are meant to walk with one another, encourage one another, be with one another, with hardwired for relationships in our lives. So we're, we're hardwired, we're relational beings. Another thing it means, that, you know, a meaning that we're created in the image of God is that we're dependent. We're dependent beings that mirrors cannot produce an image of their own, right? I mean, a, a mirror can only the only image you're gonna see in a mirror is whatever's facing that mirror. So a mirror cannot produce their own image. You and I cannot produce our own image. In other words, we need something outside of us to give us worth, to give us value, to give us significance, to give us glory. Now, when we say the word glory, what the, what the word glory means is importance. It's importance. And so when you hear, when you go to church and you hear somebody say, oh, we need to live for the glory of God, what, it, what they're talking about is we need to live for the supreme importance of God, that God is most important in my life. But you and I, we were, cre we're created to reflect, and if we don't reflect God, we're going to reflect something else. So... We're going to get our value from something. We're going to get our self-worth from something. We're going to get our significance from something. So why not let it be God? Because he's the one who created us, and he created us to give us, uh, to be our lone source of approval and significance, and to, be our, to give us value and worth. And the way we do that is we align ourselves up, and we open up the Bible, and we see who God is, and what he's done for us through the life and death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And the last implication and the meaning of that, uh, of the importance of, of, of being created in the image of God is that we will either spread life or bring death. You see, here's the deal. If we depend on other people to make us feel important, if we depend on other people to make us feel valuable, or if we depend on our finances or our health or our looks or our relationship status to make us, you know, we only, feel, we only feel valued if we're in a relationship. We only feel important if we have people reporting to us. We only feel significant if we have a title after our names. If we're depending on other people for that, we're going to crush them under those expectations that we're gonna crush them because they are not, they do not have the capacity to, to make us feel 
worthy. They don't have the capacity to make us feel significant or accepted or valued. And it will be a constant struggle and we will kill them with our expectations. Probably the, the number one you know, conflict in Sarah and I's marriage is that I put expectations on her to make me feel important that I ask her to make me feel important and valuable and worthy. And she's not wired that way. I'm not looking at her right now because I don't want to get the evil eye. But it's my fault because I expect her to do what only Jesus can do for me and make me feel valuable and accepted and approved and significant. And so if we take, the, if we take this quest for value to other things or other people, we'll kill them. But if we go to God and we say, okay, God, just how valuable am I? And we look at the cross, okay, I get it. I'm that valuable. I'm that worthy. I'm that significant that you would die on the cross for me. Then I'm freed up to go serve and love people without anything in return. You see, if, if, if I'm depending on other people, then I'm, I'm using other people to make me feel valuable. But if I'm depending on God to do that, then I'm freed up to make them feel valuable. That if I'm depending on God to make me feel significant, to, to get my acceptance and approval from, then when I'm around other people, I'm freed up to love them and serve them just for who they are. Because they're created in the image of God and they're valuable. So when we depend on God, and it will bring life to other people, to those around us. So let's talk real quickly about the renovation of the image of God in us. Because here's the key. 2 Corinthians, the Apostle Paul says this. And we all, okay, that's all of us, with unveiled faces, contemplate the Lord's glory. That we all with unveiled faces, contemplate the Lord's glory and being transformed into his image with everlasting glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. So what's Paul saying? Paul is saying this. When we put our faith in Jesus, the veil comes off. The veil comes off our minds. The veil comes off our hearts. And we're able to see who God is and what he's done for us when we put our faith in Jesus. And when we put our faith in Jesus and we start reading the word of God, that Paul says that um, we will begin to contemplate the Lord's glory. In other words, we'll begin to think about the importance of God. We'll begin to process the importance of God. We'll begin to meditate on the importance of God. And the more we do that through his word, what does Paul say? It says an ever-increasing glory. So what Paul is saying is that we, that God will become more important in our lives, more important than he was yesterday and more important than he was last month and more important than he was last year. And his, his priorities will become our priorities. His passions will become our passions. His loves will become our loves. That's being renovated in the image of Christ. So as the band comes, let me ask you this. What would it take for you? What would it take for me to cause us not to worry so much about our self-image? What would it take to cause us to not focus so much 
on how we look or how important we are? What would it take to, for us to come to God's word and really seek who God is, who is he, and, and what has he done for us? What would that take? Because here's how we can do it daily without any guilt, without any shame, without any manipulation, without any motivation from anybody else. Here's how we get to the point. Here's what will cause us to look to God for all of that. We look at the cross. Because when we see Jesus being rejected for us when we see him being forsaken for us when we see him living his life and laying it down for us that stirs this appreciation and this gratitude to say I want more of that I I want to follow that I want to focus on that. And that's how we are transformed daily into the image of Jesus Christ. That's how we see that we're accepted because he was forsaken for us. That's how we see we're approved because he was rejected for us. We focus on that every day. And all of a sudden, the glory of God, the importance of God, whew, begins to change becomes more important and we become transformed and then we run into somebody and it's not oh my gosh what happened to your face it's oh my god what happened to you you're different you have this different thing about you you talk differently you act differently you and you, you're, you're so much more generous than I, I hadn't seen you in a year. Oh my gosh, you're different. What happened? That happened. I'm focused on that every day. And God becomes more and more important to me every day. And I'm transformed in him.